0: Hello all. Welcome back to Farm Chica. I know it's been a minute. I've been so busy the last few months. I realize I haven't spent enough time on getting back to my roots. So today we're going to dive deep into the fascinating world of horticulture. Specifically, we're going to talk about the crucial aspect of fruit tree care that often takes center stage right now during winter for at least the northern hemisphere what i'm talking about is pruning welcome to farm chica the podcast dedicated to providing a holistic model for promoting sustainable lifestyles and ways to engage in traditional methods of homesteading join me Rene delgado riley a native-born new mexican as i share how i respect mother nature through easy to apply tips that anyone can do Through this podcast, I hope to inspire you to tap into your ancestral roots and live a more traditional, simple life that focuses on sustainability and respect to the earth. So join me as I share 20 to 30 minute tips that anyone can do. So I'm going to first discuss the concept of winter pruning, highlighting the biological processes of why trees go into dormancy and why it helps with increased growth talk about timing as well as techniques and tools. So before we can actually talk about pruning, let's talk a little bit about tree dormancy, specifically for deciduous trees. Those trees that lose all their leaves during winter can either be referred to as hibernation or dormancy. Most people think they're dead. No, they're just going dormant and saving their energy. So certain conditions need to be in place for this to occur. For trees to be able to survive the winter. So dormancy is similar to hibernation in that all parts and processes of the plant, including the metabolism and energy consumption, slow down significantly. There are two types of dormancy. Endodormancy, which is where the growth is inhibited regardless of the growing conditions, and ecodormancy when the day length and temperature impact growth inhibition. So while plants in endodormancy rely on internal chilling requirements and develop cold hardiness, plants in ecodormancy remain there only during we- weather, typically when temperatures are below mid-40s, which is about 4 degrees Celsius. Trees enter this first stage of eco-dormancy during a seasonal temperature day length changes. So when we're all getting prepped for the winter and things are changing, less daylight hours, cooler temperatures, these environmental changes signal to the tree to cause those deciduous trees to lose their leaves. So leaves, flowers, and fruit require energy to maintain which is why they shed them during the colder months. So when the trees lose their leaf, a chemical called absidic acid is produced in terminal buds. That's the part of the tip of the stem that connects to the leaf. So this acid is produced in both deciduous and coniferous trees. It suspends the growth and prevents cells from dividing, another key component C of what it means to be a dormant tree. It also saves a lot of energy to stall growth during the winter. So why this big scientific discussion on dormancy? Well, it's important to understand why dormancy helps deciduous trees. It's impossible to force a tree to evade dormancy, even if you keep it inside with a stable temperature and light plant pattern. This is actually not good for a tree. Tree wants to be in the real world. (laughs) It wants to be in its natural elements. But dormancy ultimately keeps the tree alive, both in the short and long term. So the lifespan of a tree or plant is dramatically decreased if the tree isn't allowed to go dormant for a few months. So just as bears and other animals hibernate during the winter to survive, um, trees use dormancy to protect themselves so they can grow again in the warmer months. So you might be questioning, well, Christmas trees um, this time of year in December we see evergreen trees. Why don't they lose their needles during the winter? They go through a whole different process. Um, they're coni- um, coniferous trees. They're not deciduous. However, evergreen trees do drop some of their needles after a few years of maturing and even due to various conditions in the environment. So it's important to understand tree dormancy for your deciduous trees. And specifically, I'm going to be honing in on fruit trees. So what is pruning? Pruning. Pruning is the practice of selectively removing specific parts of your tree, such as buds, branches, or roots. Proper pruning ensures that your trees stay healthy and attractive. So when it comes to pruning, timing is essential. Where to cut and the specific right angles and to not have extra damage to your tree. But let's talk about why it's important to prune these deciduous trees that go through winter dormancy. So why is pruning important? First off, you want to keep your trees healthy. They're a living organism, so they do require a little bit of maintenance. So with the right tools and care, you can have the most beautiful trees, as well as increasing the beauty and bounty. So one of the best reasons to keep your trees well pruned is that it makes them more visually pleasing. Removing dead limbs or sections of the tree that are dead will help the healthy parts grow better. Some sections of your tree may grow faster than others and with the right pruning you can help ensure that healthy overall growth exists and your trees will be much better for it. So think of pruning a fruit tree similar to a haircut. You remove the dead growth that will allow your tree to put its energy into new growth. This will give your tree an overall healthy and therefore prettier experience. So you may not realize that your trees will stand a much harsher winter if they receive a healthier pruning. With the proper technique, pruning can help your tree grow stronger roots, which will add up to ultimately a healthier tree. With strong, resilient roots that run deep into the ground, you will see that your tree better is able to withstand severe winds, thunderstorms, and ultimately encourage your tree to grow new branches. And thirdly... What's really another great reason for pruning your fruit trees is your trees tend to provide food for your family. So pruning is an essential need. When your fruit or nut-bearing tree receive the right type of trimming, they will give you a larger harvest and healthier fruit because you're removing dead branches that then help signal to your tree to grow healthier, which overall increases production. This also means that pruning will allow for more fruit yields that are larger and healthier as well. So pruning in a nutshell can also (laughs) encourage and spur growth, which helps your tree to produce even more fruit next year. A big important piece of this pruning is dead branches not only inhibit growth, but they will also make your tree more susceptible to disease and pests. You really want to make sure that you remove any dead limbs so your tree won't be prone to infection, disease, and pests. So keeping up your pruning will promote overall health to help your tree not contract any diseases or pests. Another aspect of pruning that can not just take place during the winter, but also when the fruit trees are in fruiting or nut trees in fruiting... If your tree has dead branches or heavy fruit loads weighing it down, it can actually be hazardous. So this is more, uh, even more important reason to keep those clippers around is dead branches can be blown onto cars, roofs, people, animals. A storm can easily knock these branches down or it can burst your whole tree and you lose your fruit anyways. So even in good weather, a dead limb may fall on something. Another reason pruning improves safety is that it helps to reduce the chance that branches will grow into electrical lines or obstruct any things on your property. And in some, if a tree cracks, if it decays, if it has bad root growth, this can all cause the tree itself to die. And so therefore it could even fall on something or it could just die altogether. So it's really important to think about tr- tree pruning. As a part of your way of just having and maintaining your fruit trees or any other deciduous tree on your farm, homestead, or backyard. So now that we've talked about pruning and its benefits, when is the best time? Well, timing is absolutely critical for pruning. For apple and pear trees, this is best done between November and March while the tree is dormant and preferably during dry, frost-free weather. Winter pruning encourages strong spring growth and the lack of leaves means you can better see the structure and shape of your tree. If you prune a tree hard, you will almost certainly need a summer prune to thin out some of these new shoots and direct the energy into well-placed new branches. This also allows time to assess how the tree is responding before continuing the work. Healthy cropping should resume in the second year when the rejuvenated wood starts producing new fruit spurs on the two-year-old wood. This timing we're talking about is considered winter pruning, dormant pruning, or spring pruning. And it all really depends on your specific climate and area. Areas that get prolonged freezes, if you prune your plants and trees during this time, it can actually cause damage to the new cuts. So while removing dead, damaged, or diseased branches whenever you see them is absolutely critical no matter what time of year, The time for dormant pruning and winter pruning are suggested after the worst winter freezes are over. So aiming for the sweet spot of past hard freeze temperatures below 28 degrees Fahrenheit or negative two Celsius is absolutely about the right time before the trees start to to leaf out and that's the best time to do pruning if you live in really harsh climates where there's those prolonged freezes. So any kind of fruit tree requires annual pruning to produce well. So dormant pruning is the norm for apple, pear, and quince trees. Stone fruits like cherries, peaches, and plums are pruned after they're leaved out. And this dormant winter pruning is pretty much the standard for deciduous trees. So many, pretty much any tree that loses its leaves can be pruned in the winter. So again... The following tree should only be pruned in the winter, mainly because they're susceptible to fungal diseases that spread easily in wet spring weather. Apples and any of its relatives, it can be very susceptible to fire blight. Any kind of crab apples, pears, and quince. And I know we're focusing mainly on deciduous fruit trees, but just FYI, if we're talking about pruning... Pruning shrubs that bloom in summer should happen around mid-March to late April because cutting these doesn't impact the amount of flowering they do in summer. But if you're also thinking about pruning your deciduous fruit trees and you're out there on your farm, homestead, or backyard and you want to prune some of your shrubs, um, that's usually the typical time. So now that we've talked about the different kinds of pruning, how do you do it? What are some techniques? So how do you get started? Well, first off, you need to make a plan. So walk around your tree, map it out in your head, and decide how you will prune the tree and which branches will be retained for new growth. Take your time. It's all too easy to over prune or take out a branch you later decide was worth keeping if you don't have a plan. As well as considering which branches you will remove this year, try to think about the ones you will remove the following year making sure you're not making your tree too on balance in the meantime. So if your tree is looking a little out of balance, prop it up with a sturdy branch or post. First off, it's important to remove dead or broken branches. These can be an access point for disease. They can reduce air movement around the rest of the tree, reduce light penetration, and can cause further damage to the tree if they fall. So if you're keen to balance a biodiversity Friendly tree habitat, some dead wood should be left because some species rely on it. Large trees that are reasonably healthy are better able to support some damaged or decaying wood. Where the orchard is being managed expressly for conservation rather than fruit production, coronet cuts can be made and snags left to create wildlife habitat. Older trees have the dead wood habitat within the framework And so additional canopy deadwood is less important. So any large branches that appear unsafe, overlong, or likely to spit or are making the tree unbalanced should be reduced in length and weight. Where you have to cut off dead branches cut to a short stub of deadwood rather than cutting into the living wood. Also, it's important to take any branches that show excessive levels of disease, such as canker should be disposed of by fire or removal from the site, as these can actually act as disease reservoirs that can infect other healthy trees in your orchard. So another good technique for pruning is to remove crossing branches. These can rub against each other and cause damage, especially in high winds or when the tree is heavy with fruit. Ideally, branches should be evenly spaced around the tree for best light and air penetration. So it's important that you decide which is the better shape or position branch and remove the other. You can either remove the other branch entirely or cut it back to a bud that will direct the growth in a direction that occupies the canopy canopy space better. You may also want to make sure enough light and air can get into different parts of the tree. If you have several branches growing too close together, consider removing these to improve the spacing. This will encourage the strong growth of the remaining branches, which makes fruit picking easier and stops branches rubbing together. It's also important to make fewer larger cuts. When you're trying to rebalance, reduce the height or restore the shape of your tree, making fewer but larger cuts rather than a lot of smaller ones is important. Completely remove excess young growth from the center of the tree unless there are any that are well positioned to become new framework branches. Select outward growing branches to retain as this light, this allows light and air through the center of the tree. Remember, you should be able to throw your hat through the middle of the tree. I'm totally just kidding. But it's important that you see when looking at your tree that it is well balanced not overcrowded. There are no branches crowding over each other and there are not any new growth that isn't going to become a new framework branch. And it's also really important because where there's more light and air penetration in a tree, this can actually reduce the instance of disease when the trees start to grow their leaves and flower out and also fruit. A good rule of thumb is to try not to remove any more than a fourth of the canopy per year. So even though it might seem more time efficient to get the whole tree pruned quickly, if you prune a tree too heavily, it can send out excessive growth of the new and young shoots the next spring, which you will then need to prune again anyways. It's important to think of pruning not as a one-time thing, but that every winter, especially for deciduous fruit trees, so you're pruning over a number of years, it gives you enough time to assess how the the tree is responding. Also, it's important that inward-facing branches should be removed or shortened to an outward-facing bud so that it grows away from the center of the tree. Ideally, the center of the tree should be kept clear of too much growth. So another aspect of fruit pruning that might become an issue as you have a tree that's a little more mature is dehorning it's essentially the act of cutting the main stem to a more convenient height. So if a tree has grown beyond the desired height, it is likely going to make harvesting that fruit really difficult because you're going to have to get up high and often it's out of reach and even with the most proper orchard ladders and fruit pickers, it can be really hard. Hence it's easier to attack the low-hanging fruit, and that's why that's become kind of a colloquialism in today's world is focusing on the low-hanging fruit because it's much easier to harvest. So thinking about pruning is really important when you think about this concept of dehorning. So overly close planting or crowding out is usually a common cause. So an old top-heavy tree might be more prone to uprooting by wind. So only dehorn a mature tree If there's no other choice, and it is a pretty drastic measure in changing the aesthetics of the tree. Younger apple trees, however, can have a significant section of the central um, part of the tree cut without causing too much disfigurements, as it will naturally grow over time, restoring a more natural effect. So fully grown trees, particular pears with a single straight stem, are likely to look like they've been brutally topped. And the wound doesn't heal as well as effectively as a younger apple tree. Okay, and the final concept, which is a little more complex, is called spur pruning. And there are three different spur pruning techniques. One, as a general maintenance procedure, it relates to the reduction of clutter on old fruiting spurs. So every year, a fruit spur will produce a clutch of new buds, which flower the following year. This eventually becomes an unwieldy, gnarled knot of wood and production decreases, so reducing the spur refreshes it. This is unnecessary if renewal pruning is practiced, which means that every year you're focusing on, focusing on the older, tired branches, removing those, and focusing more on re- having the newer branches selected to replace it in its way. That's considered renewal pruning. There's another aspect of spur pruning that can also relate to the creation of new spurs. This is done by cutting unwanted or poorly placed new growth back to three or four buds in the first winter, and then in the following winter, cutting out that new year's growth again, leaving only a few growth buds. The now two-year-old wood should have developed into fruit buds. These will then fruit in year three, and everything beyond these can then be removed, leaving only the fruiting spurs. Yes, you didn't realize there's a whole science of fruit pruning, right? And lastly, spur removal, which directs the tree's energy into new growth. Some varieties are known to be spur-friendly, which means a lot of buds will develop into spurs. So in a young tree, this can cause stunted growth. As the balance of energy is put into flowering and fruiting, rather than extension growth to remedy this some or all of the spurs depending on severity of stunting are completely removed in the winter during the following year the tree will have no choice but then to put its new energy into new growth so new new spurs will develop and the fruit the following year so now that we've talked all about techniques and pruning what do you do with all those prunings it can often look like a fruit tree war zone after all that pruning, especially if you have a large fruit orchard or a large deciduous tree orchard that you are pruning. So many major pruning work can leave behind a lot of cut material, which makes good wildlife habitat for sure. However, you can use that wood. It is fruit wood. Fruit wood, especially apple wood. Is really well known. So if you have friends with smokers or who like to do smoked meats, get in touch with them. They might be interested in that. A lot of folks in New Mexico have wood burning stoves, so these are really great for wood-burning stoves. Smaller um, branches can be stacked into a pile to dry out to then be used to make be tinder for fire and smaller pieces to feed the fire. Lots of small insects will make their home and it'll provide a good food source for them. So it's great to have it around. We usually just pile them up and then kind of let them dry out. And usually in the late spring, early summer, go ahead and burn them or um, burn, uh, use them for some other method of sharing with people who like to use fruit wood. But there's definitely going to be a lot on the property. And if you really want to think about sustainability of pruning, if prunings are cut in a specific way, you can actually use that material to propagate new trees. Our ancestors for years took cuttings and propagate them on another tree to create a new tree. So there's a lot of opportunity there with the prunings. So fruit pruning is absolutely essential to your fruit production on your farm homestead or backyard. Just as a few reminders, pruning is so good because it promotes optimal growth, it enhances fruit quality and size, it helps with disease and pest management, it encourages earlier fruit protection, it controls the tree size, it removes dead or diseased wood, it shapes and maintains the tree structure, prevents overcrowding, and renews those older trees. So in summary, today on Farm Chica, I hope I inspired you to think a little bit more differently about fruit pruning and how it's a proactive and strategic practice that contributes to the overall health, productivity, and longevity of fruit trees. In sum, it involves a combination of art and science with the goal of optimizing the tree's structure and promoting conditions conducive to bountiful and high quality fruit production, Thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this podcast.